Welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps podcast. I'm David LeVake. We are coming to you for the first time here in the 2022-2023 school year, and we're starting it off in a great way. Brad Bisco is the football coach at Forest Lake High School. The uh, Rangers are off to a 2-0 start, something we haven't seen from them in a long time. So, Brad, tell us a little bit about why you why we're talking, because you've had this you know, first – uh, sort of sign of, of revitalization of the program in your first year and what, what, what's some of the keys to that yeah it's been fun thanks for having me on it's been good yeah. to be with you guys and hang out with our team and see their growth throughout the summer and we had a vision when we came in when we got the job that you know we had plenty of guys here that could play at a high level and really put us in a situation to be successful we knew we had a good administration and obviously really good brand new facilities and that kind of stuff so you know, we got here in the winter and just decided, you know, exactly what we were wanting to do with our scheme and our players and putting guys in the right positions and some of them would be different positions than we played before and feeling really good about where they're at. And then when it got to the summertime and we got into some of our, you know, speed and strength training and some of our summer practices and that kind of stuff. And the guys really just started to buy into our culture and deciding they wanted to work hard and our coaches did the same, and that's kind of put us in a position to be successful to where we're at now. It was a really good, fun summer. We got, you know, had a good time bonding together and learning what we were going to do and then getting into the fall camp there. Played really well in fall camp, had a good fall scrimmage, and we're feeling good about where we were at going into St. Michael week and played well enough there to, to win a football game and then uh, got, got off to that 2 and all start by the comeback win at Anoka. So feeling really good about where we're at. Yeah, yeah, rightfully so. I, I... You know, I, I should point out before we continue with, with Forest Lake in this season, uh, Brad was a standout running back at Andover and also a champion in, tra- in track and field, a sprinter. And I put your name and my name in the Star Tribune search engine by for research purposes, just to see if I ever covered any of your football games. And I covered two that you played in, actually. And we're going to go in the Wayback Machine right now to see, see what you remember. Uh, the first one is uh, in 2009, uh, Andover comes back to beat Champlin Park. Uh, you were t- down 18-7 to seven with less than five minutes remaining in the second half. You got two touchdowns. The second one on a nine-yard pass with no time left on the clock. And so that was yeah. that was, you guys, you guys stole home, homecoming that night. And do you remember the weather conditions that evening? Oh, yeah. It was rainy and wet and a really sloppy, muddy field. So, uh yeah. We came home nice and dirty, that's for sure. Yeah, it was awful. So you guys, right, rightfully so, you, I'm in the press box having to finish this story because back in 2009, we were still trying to hit the first uh, state deadline, which is 10 o'clock. So I'm scrambling to try to get a story finished. You guys were used your heads and you got on your buses and got out of there because, as yeah. we said, it was raining and everything else. I had to go to try to find uh, Champlain Park. They must have been really upset because they, they had a victory on homecoming that they lost on the last play. They were nowhere to be found back inside the school. So I, I was coming out, and this is a, a story that, that you might get a kick out of. I'm coming out of the school. It's, it's the homecoming dance is going on in there. I come out of a door. There are two kids, and, and they're there with what I presume is their girlfriends, and the kids are slugging it out. They're having a fight <laughs> outside the homecoming dance. So I'm looking <laughs> at it, and I, I sized it up. They looked like they were, it was a pretty even matchup. So I said, all right, I'm not even going to get in the middle of this. You know? <laughs> I'm not dealing with trying to passion. You know? yeah. So that was one, one game. And the second one actually brings us right back to Forest Lake because it was a 2008 
playoff victory against Forest Lake. That was a really uh, back-and-forth shootout kind of a game, 38-37. Do you remember that one? I do. Yeah, absolutely. That was a very fun game there in high school. Uh, I think I had a pretty good game, so it was fun. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what you brought. You know, we threw the, you threw the word culture in there, which, of course, if I had my new coach speak bingo card, I would have culture already crossed off. But in all seriousness, you've got a, 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 a term you use. It's, it's the word work, and it's in all caps. Is that an acronym, or what is the meaning behind work? Yeah, no, thanks for asking about it. It really is. I know you mentioned, you know, when you first start meeting with people and, and taking a new job and all that, you really do have to have a culture set and talk about what you want to do with the program. So ours, is, like I said, it's the word work. Uh, it's not an acronym, actually. I know a lot of people use acronyms. Ours really is just that word because I really do think it truly embodies everything that we're about here at Forest Lake. It's about working at everything that we do, whether we're working on the field, in the classroom, right, in the weight room, in the community, uh, on our relationships. It's just all we can teach our kids to do is give their best and to work at every single thing that they do in their lives. So when we first got here, we started to talk about who we were as a team, who we wanted to be, uh, and what we were going to do to get there to accomplish some of those goals. And at the end of the day, all it took was the work. So whether it's the work from the coaching staff, work from the administration, and ultimately the work from the players that the players put in every single day, that's all we can really control is how hard we work and what things that we work on and decide to, you know, really choose to work from. So that's what the work culture is. Our guys have bought into it. We've got plenty of guys, every single guy on the team, really. Um, and then, of course, our leadership group, too. That just embodies what work means. And that's our culture is the work culture. And it's been successful for us so far. And that's really what we're going to build our program on moving forward. And, you know, you'd served the last three seasons as Holy Angels offensive coordinator. But combining that with what you experienced as a high school player at Andover, that was an up-tempo offense in your day. And you guys had playmakers, and they, you guys weren't afraid to use them. Uh, that, that would have been uh, uh, Rich Wilkie uh, at that time. And, and he was not afraid to, to sling it. He was not afraid to try to overwhelm teams offensively. Do you bring elements of that? Did you bring it to Holy Angels, and are you continuing to bring it to Forest Lake? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Offensively, I've learned everything that I've learned through multiple coaches that I've played for, that I've coached with, clinics that I've gone to, things like that. So, of course, it, it all starts with what you played in and what you like to do when you were the player. I think that's how you relate to the coach. So, again, as a running back, love to run the football, like to get the ball to the backs in a variety of ways. Learned through, you know, Coach Wilkie in high school, learned from Augsburg when I was coaching over there, learned from me playing at River Falls, of course, learned from Holy Angels when I was there with Coach Gunderson just a variety of ways that you, you know, can move the football forward. And really it's all about attacking defenses. And in my opinion, it's getting the ball into different guys' hands in different ways and moving guys around and that kind of thing. So like you mentioned, playing in high school, we had plenty of playmakers. Of course, coaching at Oxford, we had plenty of playmakers, coaching at Holy Angels, lots of playmakers to get the ball to. And it really ultimately comes down to, yeah, you're going to have the skill. You're going to have the guys to get the ball in their hands, but can you get it done up front? So we talked from the day I got here what we were going to do with the line of scrimmage, with moving the line of scrimmage forward on offense, backward on defense, um, kind of the scheme stuff that we were going to be able to do and really get the linemen to buy in for it. Because you know how it goes. Those linemen don't get a whole bunch of credit in the paper and, and in articles and things like that. But they really are the ones to make it go. So always a big shout-out to our offensive line here at Forest Lake. Offensive lines that I think in the past, they're the ones that make everything go so the skill guys can really run around. Do you try to have, do you try to broaden your impact as a coach? Because we mentioned there at the top, you were a, ch a state champion on the four by one relay team for Andover High School in your day. Is that, is that something you're trying to 
you know, br- uh, let your guys know, hey, track and field can really – it can be great all by itself. It can also be great for your football or, or another sport you might be playing. Are you trying to model the, the multi-sport athlete experience for your guys at Forest Lake now? Yep, that's and that's the number one thing that I'm going for. And I think that's a really good thing for coaches in general is just to use other sports to create that athleticism. It, it helps our guys. It helps our football players become better football players. You know, Forest Lake traditionally has been a really good wrestling school. Obviously, that translates really good to football, really good track and field school, right? That translates to football, but it's, it's every sport, right? Whether they're playing basketball or playing lacrosse, you're playing baseball, tennis, whatever it is, doing other sports, I think, really helps. Whether it's your hand-eye coordination, your overall athleticism, your jumping ability, anything like that. So I just want to make sure that our guys are always moving around in other sports. Most of our guys are two or three sport athletes, which is awesome. And then, of course, we get them in the weight room in the summertime and that kind of stuff, too. So we're big on it. I, I did it right when I got here. That was the first thing I did was go meet with the other coaches and, and talk with those guys and let them know that we're not trying to take away from each other at all. Let's communicate and let's make sure that we can have every single sport at Forest Lake get our best athletes out to it. And that's kind of what we're going for. So we're doing a good job with that so far. I'm really, really proud of it and all those assets, like I said, and feeling really good. I'm just at the mercy of the football hub and box scores, which are usually kept pretty well, but they don't, they're not always. So if if there's anything incorrect in what I'm saying, it's just because I'm reading it off that and you can feel free to correct me, but I wanted to unpack your two games. You mentioned, first of all, the comeback against Anoka and we'll get to that, but let's go back to week one because you're playing St. Michael Albertville. Uh, You got them at home, but it's, it's not like these games have been without adversity within them. So, the, the, the example in the first game was St. Michael Albertville. They score a touchdown and they hit the, uh, oh, sorry, they, they score a touchdown. They cut the score to 28-20. They're, they're now trailing just by eight points, which, of course, is a one-possession situation. There's probably times where, in the past, a team that, that had had a history of struggling, like like Forest Lake had, they might have thought, uh-oh, you know, we, we're, we're not going to be able to, you know, they might lose it, and, and they might just turn into to a loss. And you guys, they say Michael scores it with 443 left in the third quarter. You score 317 left. You come right back and get a touchdown. And I, I kind of thought that's probably something that, that had to be feel good for you as a coach that we responded and we, we didn't, we got hit, you know, we, we did give up the touchdown, but we didn't fold the tent. We came back and scored soon after. Am I, am I on the right track with what you were thinking? You are. Yeah, 100%. It's all about, we just talk to our guys about controlling what we can control. Right? We go to the next play, we continue to work no matter what happens throughout the game. And at the end of the day, you know, it's win, lose, or draw. You at least know you did everything that you could. So in that game, I, I felt really, really good in that game about us playing a complimentary football game together. I said it kind of through and through uh, talking with my team and talking with people about the game. It's just, we wanted to play all three phases. And so as you saw, for a touchdown, right? Didn't have to punt. Played really well in the field position game, and so when they started, you know, they they scored on us right away, and our guys didn't hang their heads. We went back and scored, and when we took that lead, and then they scored again, there we were just like, let's just keep working. We'll just continue to keep playing, and we were able to have a nice explosive play there to start that drive, and then and then finish it up with a touchdown. And so once you get you know some of those big explosive plays, and you get down in the red zone. It's all about finishing. It's all about having touchdowns rather than either punting the ball away or potentially having to kick a field goal. So I felt really good about where we were at there with getting that touchdown. And then just the ability to finish games has really been the one thing that we've been pressing on our team so much is the game's never over, no matter what happens, whether you're on the winning side or the losing side. Until that clock hits zero, there's still football to be played. And 
we should be excited about that. So I was really proud of our defense, you know, played really well, even though it looks like they gave up some points. They really made St. Michael grind for everything that they could take. And we gave up a couple touchdowns on really long drives and that's okay. You know, you continue to work and get our offense on the field after that. And I just felt good about where our defense was and our special teams was and our offense was. We felt like we played a total team game and that's why we won. Did you say no punts in the game for you? No punts. Yep. So we've only wow. punted once on the season so far. Nice. Other than if you're the punter. Does he yeah. do anything else? Is there any way else he can earn a paycheck on Friday night? Yeah, and he's the PAT kicker and, and the kicker as well. So he gets his Perfect. work done uh, in the good ways. Okay. Very good. So then you got Anoka. Um, you know, being a guy that, that came up and, and came through Andover, where do you rank Goodrich Field, Anoka's field? Where does that one rank as your favorite or maybe least favorite? How, how does Goodrich Field fit into your football memories as a player? Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, it's a little bit of both, right? It's the rivalry. So I have a tremendous amount of respect for Noka. I, I love Goodrich Field. I think it's a terrific environment for a high school football game. Uh, but on the same token, I've been on the other side of the field the whole time when I've been either when I was playing there. And, of course, that's our big rival. And then, of course, coaching there as well. So great venue, great spot to be. Uh, I'm glad we could come away with a win there. I've had some wins there in my career when I was playing too. But it's a great spot to play. And Noka's a great program. It's my number one stadium. I just, I just yeah. think it's so cool the way it's dug in on the one end and it's down in a bit of a bowl in a classic old neighborhood. You got yep. the original Noka High School right there. You got a water tower. It just checks all the boxes for that kind of that slice of Americana football stadium. I, I just love Goodrich Field. Um, so you go up there and uh, it, it's, it's not going your way. You're down uh, going into the for, uh, fourth quarter. Uh, and, and, and you had to and make a uh, comeback um, in that. Well, yeah, yeah, you're down. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm reading the box scores. They're, they're kind of funny, but you're down eight going into the fourth quarter and tell everyone what happens next. Yeah, so it was, it was one of those games, right? We knew it was going to be a tough physical battle with a really good football team. And we had some mistakes early, fumbled on our first two possessions and kind of battled back a little bit. And then we had three straight drives where they scored. Right. We went far and forth, got stopped. They scored. Uh, we fumbled the kick return. They scored. So we actually gave up three straight touchdowns there. Uh, and we were down, like you said. And so going into the fourth quarter there, we just knew we had to continue to keep playing and keep working. And that's exactly what the kids did. They never hung their heads, even when they got down by a few scores and continued to move up, move the ball. And finish it. That's the big thing. Like we mentioned, it's finishing it in the end zone and, and scoring touchdowns and then getting the two point conversions to keep yourself in it. Got a big turnover at the end by our defense and after that we were able to drive the football down score a touchdown and like I said I'm always really proud of our entire team when we played as a complimentary style football game playing together but even there we scored to take the lead uh, and there were still two minutes left so throughout the emotions are excited it, it, obviously it's been the ups and downs throughout the game we were able to score and take that lead but then our defense had to come out and make a huge stop at the end of the game there with Anoka driving down towards the end zone so to be able to play it, you know, all three phases and, and be able to get the comeback win is huge. But I'm just really proud of our guys for continuing to fight no matter what the score was. Well, you can't control your schedule, but the fact that you've now started off winning both games, but also beating St. Michael, which is a very well-respected program that's had a lot of success, and winning at Anoka. And Anoka is a little bit like Forest Lake in the sense that they're in the process of kind of getting back to what they want to be as a program. So they're, they've got you know, some, some good focus on, on football and, and to, to get to wins, you know, you, you'd be, you'd feel great if you were two and zero. period, but 
to get them against these programs and these situations, does that help kind of give you a little bit extra to tell your kids about why they should hang their heads higher after this start that they've had? Yeah, it does. It, it just goes to show you that every single Friday night, no matter who you're playing, you got to bring your best and, you know, you can get beat any Friday night or you can win a game any Friday night just based on how you play. So you got to make it about yourselves. Like you said, those are two tremendous programs. And so to get those wins, it really gets you a lot of confidence and the, the fact that you can really play with anybody. And now you just got to go out and prove it. So we've got some big games coming up here, too. Um, and we're really excited for those as well. But no doubt when you start off with those two, you know, well-established good programs and get to beat them. Um, it really helps you move forward. Uh, who are some of the players that, that have made it possible for you? And it might not just be the statistical leaders. It might be people, as you mentioned, the offensive line, it might be people playing important roles on defense. Who are some of the, the key components in nearly going to fourth Lake? Yeah. I just love that you mentioned roles. You know what I mean? Cause everybody plays a specific role, even if they're not playing varsity, it's our scout team guys, it's our JV guys, it's everybody on the whole team having a role. So that's been awesome for us. And the guys who have really stood out on Friday nights for us, I mentioned the offensive line already. They've played great for us. Our defensive line has been amazing as well. And we, we've really talked about, you know, getting through the trenches and the game is one up front. So offensive line wise, it's been really good. Defensive line, Sam Mills is a, is a really, really good football player. He's probably our biggest, best defensive lineman. He's like 6'4", 245, number 44. He's a great DN for us. Uh, senior captain for us, Andy Klesk has been a stud. He's our nose tackle. He's number 69. And then we're actually starting a ninth grader, uh, Howie Johnson, who's about 6'2", 210. He's been really, really good for us there too. And we've got some depth. We've got guys like Zach O'Connell, guys like Gunnar Johnson who have came in on the D-line. That just helps, you know, to have as many guys that you can play there. And then defensively, I felt really, really good about our defense so far. They're continuing to grow and get better. Uh, but our linebacking core is really good. Mark Rendell is a guy who's really stepped up for us. He really embodies kind of what the work culture is all about. Uh, he's number five for us. He's a middle linebacker. Had a couple sacks in the Anoka game. I think he had. I think he has over 20 tackles already in two games. 20, 24 tackles, yeah. Yeah. Tackling, yeah. Yeah, he, he's a good football player, really good player. He's an all-state wrestler, too. So as you can see there with multi-sports. Uh, Colby Christensen's another guy outside backer for us that's played really, really good football. He does a tremendous work on the edge and then on special teams too. Hunter Gruba, good football player for us, kind of a D-line outside backer type guy. Uh, and then our secondary is really, really strong. We've got guys like Jake Ahu, who's an All-State wrestler. We've got Reed, Reed Olson out there on the perimeter at corner. He plays some receiver for us too. He's a 6'3", long, lanky type kid. Uh, he's an All-State track runner. And then Weston Hoyt uh, out in the back, out in the defensive secondary there him and Nolan DeMonso have really anchored our defensive secondary at the safety spot uh, and Hoyt is a guy who plays both ways for us he's probably been one of our better players right he's been the one scoring touchdowns for us he's a he's a fast track kid um, and then from there he's playing both ways and really giving us some spark on, on offense and defense so defensively they played really really well offensively obviously you know if you're missed to not mention our leading rushers the quarterback Keegan Zeidler and the running back Leighton Patzer Really good kids, really good players. They're the ones who are there every single day. They're, they're there every day in the summer. They're in the weight room. They're in the classroom. They're starting to a lot of really good players for us. And then our uh, tight end, Austin Seeley, is a really good football player for us. He played all line last year. We moved him around, moved him out to tight end, and he's really thrived, I would say. And then, you know, Jake Johnson is a receiver for us, and Jake D, those two guys are, are receivers that play really well for us, too. So, Stuff that you might not see in the box score all the time because we do have a couple guys that have kind of carried us in the stat line. Uh, but those guys are always working and always blocking and making able to 
almost by himself. It's nice to be able to have multiple guys that can step in at any point in time. And I'm sure I didn't even mention some who are doing really good job. Right. Yeah. You're going to hear about this at the next practice. Hey, coach, let me and mention me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but this is, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday. Um, the, uh, Forest Lake is going to play. You got, you have, uh, Osseo come to your place Friday night and actually at home the next two weeks. You got Malmsey then on uh, September 23rd. So a nice way to come back home for a couple of games after getting a couple of hard earned victories. So I, I appreciate your time and your input very much, Brad, and uh, good luck this week. And, and we'll be watching and, and uh, seeing what else Forest Lake has its up his sleeve this year. Awesome. Thanks, David. I appreciate having me on. Take care now.